Okay, thank you very much, Sarah. And for those of you that are joining us again, we have a busy plan for this conference call. We are appreciating everyone's continual participation and your insights and the feedback that you've been sending us after each of our calls. The topic, as Sarah has told us, is landing page confusion. I think it's a very important topic, and it is and remains to me shocking when I see how many pages across the net are riddled with conflicting objectives. And we're going to look at that, and we're going to talk about, essentially, what is the impact of multiple objectives for a landing page in terms of conversion. Now, if you if you look at the first slide, you'll note that the research question is which will perform better, a landing page that has one clear objective or one that has multiple objectives. That would be in single factorial test design, your A against your B, and it's it's structured as a true research question, but the danger of a true research question is sometimes it appears to beg the obvious. In this case, I don't think it does. I think most of us would agree that if you have one objective, you're going to have a more effective page. The problem is very few of us have a landing page with one objective. It's it's an ideal that rarely exists because sometimes there are things that must be accomplished in those few moments that you have the opportunity, and sometimes those things require uh, you know you to prioritize what is first and second and third. In truth, some of us on our landing pages want to get someone to click deeper into the site. Some of us want them to click an advertiser. Some of us, at some point, we want them to sign up for an email uh, registration or an event that's taking place. And so, as always, complexity uh, seems to breed uh, regardless of how simple things begin. And the truth is, most of us have very, very precious real estate on the front page that's being used to satisfy a variety of contingents. So, what do we do? Should we ruthlessly cut back on these objectives? And if we did, what would we expect to experience in terms of economic impact? Really, in, in this brief, we're going to use research from companies online, some very major companies, and discuss the application of five fundamental principles that we've drawn from our research in this area and show you the case studies, and we're going to review some sites live. I'm joined on this call by Jimmy Ellis, who is our Director of Optimization and is, uh, I think, one of the world's leading experts on this topic. Also by Nick Osborne. Nick is uh, known uh, throughout the net uh, for his work in copywriting and optimization, and Nick is joining us. Uh, and uh, then I have a number of my other analysts and team members on here, uh, uh, Carlos, who you may see some of these entries in the blog. A lot of these people, if you don't know who they are, we're starting to post their pictures uh, with the blog entries. So you can start to you know, get a name and connect it with a face. I'll not introduce the research staff in its entirety because I think it would uh, delay us, but but there are a number of us online, and we'll all kind of work together to try and help you as we analyze your own sites and as we start to answer the core question that is critical to today's performance. So let's please begin by thinking about this first case study, 
We conducted an experiment for an online retailer of computer equipment and accessories. And uh, the goal was to increase the flow of visitors into the product configurator. And uh, their configurator was critical because previous tests showed us that by far those customers who entered the configurator were much more likely to complete the sales transaction. It's really unusual. I don't know if I've ever seen a case like this where the configurator had such a powerful impact on conversion. But their product required you to tell some things about your computer system, and the configurator did the thinking for you. And we found that if we could get people in the configurator, we could close more than 20% in terms of conversion. So this step-by-step configurator process was on the website, and it allowed prospects to come in and to gather the information, and it potentially called for sale. But there were other there were other aspects of the site's architecture that were more or less competing. And let's just look at the original page. It's a clean page. It would score higher than most of the pages I look at on the Internet. But I want to talk to you about some of the problems associated with it. For one, you can see that there were two starting points, it would seem, and they were equally weighted. And this causes confusion, and it breaks the the momentum that you must be generating. You must understand conversion as movement. It's a journey with stages. There's a continuity in that movement that's critical for you to achieve success. It's important that, for instance, and we talk about this in our landing page certification course, you need to understand how relevance plays such a critical role from the beginning. That is the channel itself all the way through to the completion of the transaction. And there must be continuity of relevance from the channel through to the, let's say it's the ad, and from the ad through to the landing page, and from the landing page on through the buy process. Now, very few of us maintain that kind of relevance throughout the entire approach. And and. I'm not teaching about relevance now, but I would like to point out that momentum is critical and that what you have on this page is a break in the momentum. They see, they try to comprehend, and then they're not certain what they should be focusing on. So this is caused by the elements that you see here. Size, color, shape, motion, and position are the key elements that influence the movement of eyes on a page. And if you look at the two boxes, they're equal in the terms of the weight used with the color, the graphic, and uh, and even the the outline. And because of that, it makes you struggle with trying to understand where you should go. Now, as you're looking at the page, bear this in mind. We actually we actually studied this page, and that's in in the study itself. We discovered that where it says begin your search here. You could get into the configurator, and once you got into the configurator, Jimmy, is that accurate? What, what specific question are you asking? I heard the configurator is was the begin your search here. I'm looking at the square box. Was that yeah. the configurator? Yeah, that's the configurator. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what we've discovered through the background research, which is critical, by the way, if you're trying to optimize landing pages, you must do your homework first. What we did is was. Through studying the site in detail, we discovered that the money was being made with this 
first box. Far more people were completing the transaction that went into there. And that's what, that's what caused us to think about the configurator. Let's move to the next slide and look at it in more detail. Now, you've problems here. You've got left navigation, which is wonderful, except that people who clicked in the left navigation didn't convert nearly as high as people who, can, who clicked in the configurator, which leads to a question. Number one, we all know that navigation is important, but for those of us with marketing experience who would heavily focus on navigation based on experience and who would use our experience to bypass the testing process, there would be a great loss here because the navigation of this site had very little to do with um, the success of transactions. The reality is people were here to buy one product, and that product had to be customized for their computer. And apparently through either problems that they experienced as they tried to discern the best solution or for whatever reason, some of which we detected, some of which we did not, people who went through the navigation system didn't close as often. So you would never want to count on this to be accurate just because it seems to be the standard operating procedure in Internet or website conversion. In this case, we wished that we could eliminate navigation entirely but we had concerns about doing that because the question was, without navigation, would the site seem less credible? In a recent study that we did, which is, I think, within the last month, we discovered that without navigation, there was an issue with site credibility. So we've got left navigation that's actually in the way, weighted headers, prominent testimonials. All of this sounds good, but they were not really helping this site achieve maximum conversion. Jimmy, you want to comment on this page? Anything else? Uh, no, basically what, what, what we saw is that if you look at each of the dark blue headers on the left and around the site, there, there's no one element that, that wins besides the top header area, the top blue bar. Everything else, actually the left nav and the right nav actually are look stronger than even the stuff in the center of the page. And so like I said, it was just there weren't necessarily distractions, but they were heavier weighted navigational elements that took them away from the configurator. And that was the one thing we were trying, you know, you'll see in the next in the next page that we were trying to optimize for is to get them to that center begin your search section over every other section on the site. Well, I think that's very important, Jenny, uh, Jimmy, and I just want to suggest this for you also. The site was clean. I mean, it looks quite clean. The problem was, just as Jimmy said, there was no sequencing of the eye movement. You may recall that I said again, conversion involves motion. It is a motion process. It's moving people through something. And philosophically, there's some very important things that must happen for that to, to take place right, one of which is you must sequence people. And sequencing has more to do than just with which page they see, but it's actually which elements they see on the page. Look at the next Look at the next uh, slide, and you can see, again, visual elements are not really being used here to efficiently draw your visitors towards the primary objective. They're equally weighted. So we're going to move on, and we will take a little more time sometimes in the first couple of case studies than we will as we move forward. So I, I don't want to slow the pace down, but I would suggest for many of you on call right now that if you could not listen to another moment of this call and you're thinking about your own site and you're asking yourself, all right, how can I get more performance, then the first thing I would do is ask yourself, is my iPath equally weighted? In fact, if it isn't equally weighted, then is it sequenced properly so that people are seeing what I want them to see first, second, and third? 
just answering that question honestly can open up a whole new vista of conversion opportunities. Let's keep going. So let's look at what we did. Now you're going to see an optimized page. This, this page de-emphasized the traditional left nav. It moved the testimonial to the left. Uh, can I just talk about that nav for a second? We didn't think it was safe to eliminate it, so we moved it to the right. I would think that any self-respecting web page optimization expert would come to a page like this and ask, what is the navigation doing far to the right? I mean, everyone knows left nav is important in typical navigation structure complemented by bottom nav. It's kind of standard across the net now in terms of one of those, it's, it's, it's almost become a cliche. And truly, left nav is superior in most cases. Left nav will get more attention, and in many cases, you want them to see the nav and get into the site. In this case, we didn't really want you to visit the navigation. Again, it shows why it's important to test, because some of the things that you just count on to be clear and obvious are not in the fluid environment of the Internet. Jimmy, go on and explain what else you did. Jimmy designed this page, and I recall this experiment. We worked on it together. But, Jimmy, just explain your thinking as you built this page. Well, what we, we, we purposefully changed the navigation to de-emphasize it, and so that's why it's on the right. Like I said, it's not natural. We moved it to the right because we did not want people to go there first. We even changed a little bit of the link style and stuff like that, but as you can see, it doesn't pop. The headers on each one of those navigation sections that you saw on the previous page has been re replaced with your text. So you don't see those dark blue uh, little icons next to each section and those dark blue headers that were drawing your attention over to the navigation sections that were in the right and the left navigation. And then, like I said, the testimonials were moved to the left because there's, there, there are a couple of clickable links in there, but they are not prominent. It's 95% text, and then the testimonials just support the main offer if they do read those testimonials. If you look at the actual design of the, the page in the body section, you'll see that the number one uh, bullet is the main primary configurator. That's where we want them to go. And there's a box in there, and the box actually is the background is white, and so it pops off the, the gray gradient. There is a purpose. We purposely put a gray gradient just on this particular design because we wanted that center section to pop, and we wanted it to be. We didn't want to make it look like a banner or an ad. We wanted to make it look like the site, but we definitely wanted it to pop from everything else around it. And so you'll see that that number one section actually pops out from the site over the number two and three. On this particular page, we optimize it to have one primary objective, that's the number one bullet, and then two, two secondary objectives, which was two and three, and this was actually at the request of, of the research partner to leave those on there. And so, like I said, we, we purposely designed it just to maximize people going to that number one section right in the middle of the page. So, I mean, besides... There's something else, too, Jimmy. Look, look at it, look at the opening paragraph. If you if you drill down on the opening paragraph, and it's hard for you to see on your screens, uh, we use bold font within the paragraph itself to draw the eyes to the opening text. Uh, we then use that entire paragraph to imply a solution to their prime problem, and to do so in a form that emphasizes the value proposition. It explains. It quantifies the value proposition, with the last sentence being, this is why we guarantee 100% compatible uh, RAM upgrades for more than 20,000 different computers. 
we knew that the prime anxiety someone had when they came to this site was whether or not they were going to get the right memory for their system. By, by using this approach, we were able to kind of deal right away with their primary anxiety and then suggest the configurator, which helps them accomplish. Notice what it says. One, find 100% compatible memory for my system. And then check my system. Super emphasized. That's critical, and if you'll go back, if you'll go back, I want to just clarify something. Uh, so we're going to go backwards and look at the original. Do you see, begin your search here and more upgrades? I'll take you a moment to see that I've, I've moved back. You've got to understand that those boxes, the color in those boxes are added by us. We're just trying to draw your attention to these sections. You can see in the left, the originals had no color. Now keep that in mind, because I'm going to show you how we used color. Now, if you come back to this site, we use the color white, which is, by the way, sometimes better, against the light gradient because we don't like dark backgrounds to make the first step pop. But we, and we use the graphics. The only place we put the graphic was there, pointing right at the button. And then we use the numerical system and to, to, to show you three ways or to move you sequentially if necessary. And if you'll notice, that ties in with a headline, three ways to find 100% Compatible memory guaranteed. That is a superb headline. People that came here don't need to be convinced about the, 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 the value of memory or RAM. They don't need to be convinced. A lot of the selling that would be done normally by a retailer should not be done at this point. It's really a matter of making this person feel safe in their purchase and then providing them with convenience and ease. So let's move on. Here's what happened. This highly optimized site that was already performing exceptionally well with this first set of experiments increased conversion by nearly 20%. Now, that meant a lot more revenue for a pretty significant site on the Internet. And it all had to do with sequencing our objectives and really determining what was first and second and third. Before this session is over, I'm going to be talking to you in detail about how you might apply this learning to your own page. I'm going to actually suggest that you print your web page and mark it up. And I'm going to tell you how I do it when I'm here in our lab thinking through a site or a page. But I'd like to go to another case study because I think these are more than just examples of what MEC experimenters have done. I think it's actually full of learning that can be applied to your own situation. So here we conduct an experiment for a publisher of a very large national newspaper. Their goal was to increase conversion. Now, because they're the publisher of a very large national newspaper, they had hired, uh, you know, the foremost experts to come in and to enhance conversion to its fullest. This had happened on multiple occasions. And uh, really, the offer page was well designed. We looked at it, and we asked, now, what can we do to actually improve results? And let's just look at what we did. You can see, generally, there's good page layout. The flow is essentially vertical. They use shape and color to guide the visitor to call the action. The offer page is, in general, a solid offer page. However, we thought it was underperforming, and we felt there was something that could be done. Take just a moment, look at the offer page, and use your Q&A feature to send me what you would do to change this page, if you would. So just, I'm watching your advice come in. And I'd like to see what you think are the primary flaws. David said too, too many options. Stephen said move the computer away. 
Someone said perhaps seven is too many. It's Farish. What are they selling? Someone else asked. I focus on the gray hand bar to the right. That's true. Add more color to call to action. Don't see a strong call to action. Too much focus on the right column. Make buy button more prominent. And on they keep coming. I'm listening. What I'll do now is say anything I see that's different than what's already been said. Large buttons. Um, move CTAs higher on the page from Katie. Needs more color from Emily. All right. Testimonials from Doug. Use a zigzag eye path, uh, Stephen says. How much text, someone says. All right. Well, here's what we did. We identified the immediate issue. And, you know, this page would be easier if I didn't have to block out logos, etc. But we're trying to be sensitive to the research partner. And uh, so we have, we've covered this, uh, you know, for that reason. Here's what we discovered. The customer is being presented with multiple equally weighted options so that forward momentum is stalled by uncertainty about which option to choose. If the customer clicks on either learn more or free samples, they click away from where you ultimately want them to go. Now, there's a lot you can do with this page, and some of the suggestions that were made are quite strong. But we felt that in an initial test, simply reducing options would form the backbone of a, of a superb design, test design. And so here's what we did. Because this is a large company that had to basically present those three options one way or another, I mean, I'd like to have reduced the number of ways to get involved with their product. But since I could not do that, we changed. We replaced three equally weighted options with only one action choice. And uh, we use this vertical layout. Jimmy, did we did we pre-select any of these on the radio buttons? Uh, yes, there should have been uh, one pre-selected, which is actually the, the paid offer for I think the most money, the twenty-four ninety-five first one. Um, I'm not sure why that's not that's not selected, but you know, on this on this first one, you know, we're actually limited to what we could implement in test. And so that's why this first test was very simple, but we thought that by simplifying the choice uh, and the call to action, we, we could get, uh, you know, we, we weren't sure what we'd get. We thought we'd get a positive result, and it, it was pretty surprising what happened. So you're about to see that. Now, understand this. In the initial days, uh, in a lot of our research, sometimes we have to work on the system of the, of the organization that we're conducting research with. Through the technology breakthroughs that we've experienced internally with our own researchers and analysts here, we've developed uh, what we call the Growth Engine platform. And on the Growth Engine, we can take a page like this and rapidly change it and test it and, and experience significant, you know, conversion through really powerful data. And so eventually we move this site's key, key pages onto our Growth Engine where we can really get uh, to great testing environment set up. So I remember that, Jimmy, and I remember how we were limited by uh, their own ability to make changes, but we thought this might help, and the pre-selected radio button was number one, uh, although, Jimmy, there's a difference in subscription data on right and subscription data on the top, so you'll need to look at that. Those are two different tables. I know we tested both of those. Many, with all that in mind, just move to the next page, and let's see what the data was. 
Here's the difference. 65% increase from 0 0.80 to 1.32, and that is a huge payday for a research partner. And all we did was make that single change. Now, for those of you right now that have anything like this, I don't, it doesn't matter even if it's a retail product. I see the same thing. Do not ask the customer to make too many decisions at the point of purchase. Reduce, reduce, reduce. I looked at a site that I'm not uh, – I can't. I won't tell you which site it is, but they sell wheelchairs. They're a sharp team. But I can tell you that the problem was there were so many ways to – I didn't understand that there were so many wheelchairs, so many ways to customize wheelchairs, so many ways to buy wheelchairs – that it's a stressful decision just trying to understand which one I need. And I think their team knows that, and they're trying to simplify. So I'm not, I'm not taking away from their team, but I would point out that even a retailer can have a real problem with too many options being presented at purchase time. So, and I'll just say this. We're going to move on, but that was the first of a series of tests. When, when, when Jimmy's optimization group finished their research, overall conversion, we kept testing against our own models on our own pages, we put it on the growth engine. Jimmy achieved a conversion rate, aggregate conversion rate over 24 months increase in over 1,000%. Which brings me to a point I'd like to make as we move to this next test. It's wonderful to achieve a 20% increase in conversion. But we are just doing such a pathetic job on the Internet of converting shoppers to buyers that we're willing to settle for minor increases, when the reality is most retail stores go out of business if, you know, 1% of the people who walked in actually bought something. I know the environment's different. I know the cost to get any customer there might be different. But I can tell you right now that even if we factor those differences, we should be asking ourselves questions like, what do we do to get conversion at four or five times what it is right now? I'd, I'd, I'd like to increase your zeal for possibilities. <laughs> Let's move on. Now here we conducted a 17-day experiment for one of the top paid subscription websites in the world. The goal was to increase the click-through rate. And their landing page presented multiple offers, a free trial and subscribe now. From this vantage point, we can see the objective is pretty clear. It's the orange button. However, free trial and subscribe buttons caused confusion because customers are forced to make a decision. They experience anxiety. And the NMEC conversion index, A is the final element. Some of you have seen that if you're in our landing page conversion course, our certification course. And frankly, we want to do everything possible to reduce anxiety. This makes the customer confused, which leads to anxiety. Let's look at another issue. Jimmy, you want to explain this next page to us? Sure. This is, uh, this is just a quick example of using a, a heat map, which is a tool that, that shows you where customers attract customers' eyes and shows you where that they look, how they look at and proceed through a page. And we just, you know, it's not the law, but this is the way the majority of people will, cross, will look at a page and go through the site. And so you'll see on the right, the heat map shows the darker red areas where people look the most. Obviously, it goes to lighter. You cannot actually see the page. They always stop, start top left. It's, uh, some people call it the, the, the triangle of power or triangle of influence, um, but they go top to bottom. And they read from left to right, proceed to top to bottom. As you can see, we've applied that in a yellow square or a triangle to uh, the current 
uh, offer page, and you can just see the content that is currently in that. Um, what, what's interesting on this page is, you know, since it's not, it's a side-by-side two-column design and everything is not aligned vertically that many customers will miss some pertinent information or information that will help convert the customer uh, into a buyer. And, uh, and and that's specifically what's happening in this. You get all the, the value points and then you hit the subscriber free trial, but there's some very good, strong selling information in the right-hand column. It's hard to see, but one of them is including the 100% satisfaction guarantee but there's also some uh, points about uh, the actual stock profile that they're talking about on the stage. Excellent. Look at the next slide. Moreover, once a visitor reads the first column. Flint? Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Nick. Hi, it's, it's, it's Nick. I just wanted to make one comment on that last page. And, and on yes. Page. Back it up. Um, and and I, I have no doubt it's something that we couldn't do anything about. But underneath the two buttons, and I agree, they, they have the <laughs> same weight one after the other. Who knows which one? what you click. But underneath that, all that small gray type, it's, and, and, and again, I have no doubt that there wasn't any choice about putting it there. But that's a horrible thing to have on a page with oh, convert people, because I'm not going to read it, but I know, because there's a lot of type and it's small, I know there's something in there that probably isn't good for me. <laughs> there's bad news in there for me. There's always it, bad news in there. Anxiety, that's right. I think right. Yeah, so that's a that, that that that's a real problem, and I don't know what ways there are around that. But but other people who have websites, when you're trying to convert people, uh, particularly kind of in the line of sight of those those buttons that you want people to click, you know, there I am about to click free trial, and my eye catches all that stuff underneath, and I think, uh oh, yeah. there's something here yeah. I don't get, and it's not going to be good for me. All right. Well, then, look, Nick, that's a valid point, and it's true. And there's, there, I think there are several issues with that page. But you, you pointed out perhaps one of the most critical ones. And um, so if you look again at the notes, look at what Nick says, and even if you survive that, essentially you've got to, your eyes got to go down and then you go back up. They're drawn to a photograph and in the opposite direction of where you want them to go, and that's down to the button again. So you just got problems with the, with the page. So what did we do? How did we fix this? Let's just look at this quickly. Here we are. Um, this is an optimized page. Everything on the page drives towards a single objective. There's a vertical flow. The photo is placed so it does not interrupt the vertical momentum. The color and shape draw the eye towards the call to action. There's a single objective offered. And that long bit of information that Nick's talked about is somehow we were able to get that off the page. You can't see it, but there's a personal signature here uh, across, right across from the button so that we've got that sense of trust close to the free trial button. And you have this in letter format designed to communicate directly to the person. And by the way, if you think that because you're a large company you can't have a personal tone to your website, think again. This is one of the largest companies in the world, and uh, they did it. And you can pretty much you can determine pretty quickly what the re what the you know what the results of that were by just going to the next going to the next slide. Originals thirteen point eight zero, optimized conversion jumped to twenty two point nine one percent. This is click through rate to the next page towards the free trial, focusing on one objective. Redesigning the page to support that objective. 
sequencing the IPATH, keeping that linear motion, resulted in 66% increase on this first round of tests. So that should give you a sense of some of the keys. I'd like to talk about key principles that connect with that, and I'd like to just make some suggestions for you as we move towards this final uh, phase here where we're going to talk principles and we're going to look at some of your sites. Jimmy, are you? I'd like to go ahead and get people to start submitting sites to you while I'm talking. Uh, for review, Jimmy's going to pick a handful of these sites. Just submit them in the Q&A feature, and then we will... Um, we will study the sites that you're sending in for a moment. I just pick them. Jimmy's going to pull them up, and I'm going to look at them with him. While that's happening, I'm going to go ahead and go back up and talk about these key principles. And uh, so let's go over that. Here's what I would do if I were you and I got off this phone call and I went on my landing pages. First thing I'd do is I'd print the landing page. Once I had it printed, I'd get an acetate. You know, the old-fashioned overhead projector clear acetate. You can still buy those in store. I'd get an acetate, and I would paper clip it to the page uh, so that I could mark on the acetate. I have three or four versions of the acetate that I could lay across your existing home page, and I could basically use colored ink on those acetates and try various versions. The first thing I'd want to know is what is the objective of this page, central most important objective. Once I answered that question, I'd ask what is my second and third objective. I'd, I wouldn't have more than three objectives on the page. I'd identify what those three objectives were, and I'd determine relatively to each other which one was first, second, and third in terms of importance. Once I had that information and I set aside, I'd look at the page that I just downloaded, and I'd ask myself a different question. I'd say, all right, what are my eyes drawn to? What are the elements on this page that are capturing my attention? And I would circle those with an acetate laid over the page, and I would identify each of the key elements, and then I would say, now, what do I really see first, second, and third? What's drawing my attention because of the graphic, the color, the border, the shape, or the position on the page? Where are my eyes drawn? And I then ask myself a question. Do the, do the elements on the page serve the objectives on my, on my other page here to my right? And if they don't, you've got a problem. I would do it in this way. I'd use percentages adding up to 100%. I'd look at 30% plus 60% plus 20, you know, what, what is that, what, plus 10%, what is the number? If you want 70%, you know, if your main objective here is to accomplish, you know, an email sign-up, then that needs to be firmly weighted. But look at your existing page. You may find that 70% of your attention is drawn to a graphic about a product release coming up in, you know, next week or next month. You may find that you have critical objectives that are in the banner and they're com you're completely blind to them because of pure banner blindness. You may find, you know, look at that. Now, once you've done that yourself, if you really want to get serious but you don't have a, for, a full usability lab, then I would take the same page with the acetates and I would ask a group of other people, particularly, you can use some in your office, but it's even better if you have some customers tell you what do they see first, second, and third. What are their eyes drawn to? And get them to talk or comment on that page. And ask yourself, again, the simple question. Are the objectives on this page really being met in terms of the way the iPath is being drawn with its elements? So I would then, and look at these steps, I'd focus on one main objective for each page, and I'd drive everything on the page towards that objective. 
I would make certain that my landing page uses a vertical flow through the center, and I would only put information in the columns that supported the information in the center, and I would position it very closely to the point I was trying to support, and I would make sure that it only supported and did not distract from the center voice speaking on the page. I would, I would be very careful uh, about using navigation on a landing page. We've tested it in most cases, minimizing navigation on a key landing page, particularly for long copy sale or for single service sale or single product sale. You know, you could just put your navigation at the bottom with a couple of three key links at the top. Be very careful about navigation on a landing page. Eliminate elements that distract iPath flow from the objective. I mean eliminate them. Less is more. If you have a whole page that's solid white and you've got one red line on it, people will see the red line. On the other hand, if you have a page that's full of uh, bouncing, moving, sh colorful objects, even a bright element can get lost because the eyes are competing. It's all relative. Use. It's, uh, I want to stop and set, talk about that again. You need to be more ruthless about your pages. Someone said that first. Someone told me one time that a camel is a horse put together by a committee. And uh, that's not in my notes. You get that extra. We don't charge for that uh, piece of uh, <laughs> erudite wisdom uh, that someone gave to me. But the reality is some of our web pages look like that. They look like they're put together by a committee. They are, they, are, they are camels, but we thought we were building horses. And you need to be ruthless. Get rid of those things which compete with the primary objectives. Number four, use visual elements to lead the way. Sequence the eyes right to the call for action. Size, motion, color, position, and shape are those key elements. Number five, be very concerned about using off-page links. And if you do, use little pop-up windows. I'm not talking about exit pop-ups. I'm talking about small browsers that come up with a link. Because you, you just don't want to put yourself in this place where you are competing with someone else on your own site. And you don't even want to compete with other elements of your site that aren't serving the objective of the page. Again, you need to be ruthless about this. So having done what I just described, and, and clearly we have a conversion index with elaborate mathematical equations connected to how you increase conversion. I'm not laying down the many steps that we teach in a landing page certification course or something like that, but this is real. You can take this. You can, you can print your page. You can put the acetate on there, and you can think about these principles, and you can get results. And I want to give you something tangible in these calls that will really help you. Nick, I'm going to move in a moment to examples. Uh, we're going to pull pages up and talk about them, but do you have anything you'd like to add to these four five? Either you or Jimmy or someone from my team. Well, it's, it's Nick here. Um, you know, the, mo the more I'm looking at, at, at landing pages, offer pages, the, the, the sequence of five points here is, is correct. We've seen it again and again. But often in my mind, I see it, I, I simplified in my mind just down to one word, which is choices. Choices where your eyes go, choices where your attention is taken, choices in terms of what you're told in the message, in the headline subheads, choices in terms of which button to push. And, and, and that's the, that, in, in a way, is, is my cerebral acetate, as it were. I, 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 put down, I put down the kind of my brain's acetate and say, have we 
you know, have, have we reduced the choices? Is there really only one viable way for the eye to follow? Is there just one pathway? Are we, you know, making sure that I have to choose pathways, don't have to choose where to look, don't have to choose which element to read first, and so on and so forth? So, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the same thing as you, but I, I, I often look at it, like I say, in terms of that one point, which is, is reduce choices down to one with every, on, on every element. If you, one, way, one marvelous way to think about your website is to consider your website a conversation and ask yourself, if someone was talking to you the way the web page is talking, would you understand what they're saying? Is it full of interruptions and off-topic comments? Or is it a clear dialogue? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. I'd like to move on. Jimmy, uh, would you recommend a page that came in? Last time I did this, we had over 1,000 submissions, and I, I, I couldn't uh, – it was very hard for me to pick. So, Jimmy, what have you picked for us? I, uh, I'm sending you an email, and if, actually I can just pull one out that's very easy for us to start with, which would be someone submitted uh, – uh, let me see here. Suzanne submitted uh, Dell.com, so the Dell uh, website homepage. The other All right. you're going to need to use the email just because they're longer, uh, more direct pages. All right, so are we going straight to Dell.com? Dell.com. Uh, you're, you're telling me to watch the email? You know, you can also use the Q&A. We're going to paste these URLs for you guys so you can see them. We'll do, we're going to Dell.com in the meantime. And uh, so you may want to point your browser to Dell.com or just watch your screen because uh, we're pulling it up so that you can see it. In the meantime, Jimmy, we are also uh, marking for your email. It should be there in a second. All right. All right. So uh, we're at Dell.com right now. And... Uh, Nick, you sh can you see it on your screen? Jimmy, can you see it up? Is everyone is it clear for everyone? All right, let's let's let our users look at this for a moment and talk to us. Tell us what you would do to improve this page. I'm watching them come in. Change the headline. Eyes go to the server. Should go to the headline. It's too complex. <laughs> Someone said it's terrible, but give, give me, give me, tell me how you'd fix it. Minimize unresolved issue. It's primary focus. Move actionable links to top. Not sure where to go. Change entry point from country to product. Uh, Alvin is saying all computer servers, etc., below are confusing. Start shopping button says Samuel. I like it. The departments are clear said Sally. Testimonials on the right and bottom. Where's the call to action, said uh, someone. It's uh, at a border around computers. Flint, I, th I think there's one point that should be made, is when, you, when you're looking at the screenshot there, on the actual page, what's happening is that the, the primary product at the top is rotating. There's a kind of flash there. So yes. they're actually showing four or five different products in a sequence. They're not just showing the one product. Yeah, yeah. go to it yourself, and, you, and you'll see that the, that the problem there. And And... and, and See the problem? Did you say, Jimmy? Yeah. Well, the animation is is one thing because it's distracting. Uh, it actually switches on my screen so fast that I can barely read through the whole thing. And then you have, I mean, I can talk about some of the stuff, but we're taking more comments. All right. Well, um, let me just. We're going to talk about this, and we're going to move rapidly. I'm I'm refreshing because uh, I don't see the animation at all happening. 
uh, on the browsers. I typically don't browse and explore because I want to see how sites are performing in other yeah, browsers. And uh, I'm looking at it right now in uh, Mozilla. And there's a long history behind this homepage. Some of, well, I, I know some of the history of this homepage going back about five years. It's a really interesting case study of a, of a, of a homepage that's gone through some very careful evolution over the years. Interesting. One thing I'd like to point about this home page is we're looking not really at a landing page. Well, it's a landing page, but it's certainly not an offer page. Uh, we're, we're talking about an international company that's trying to get you into the right place so they can start a conversation with you. We certainly could critique the way they're doing that, but I wonder if it's more helpful for my users to actually, the people on the line right now with us, to actually go to something that would resemble an offer page. Uh, you know, in terms of what we're what we're trying to do, because this is really about landing pages, and sometimes your home page is your landing page. Many times it is not. Uh, but I would suggest that Jimmy, let me give you uh, one. Uh, give me a minute of comments on this page, and let's move to something that's more of an offer page. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the main thing that I see is that there's there's no one. What, there's no clear direction on the page. I have no idea what to do. And then with the rotating images on there, they change so fast that I don't think that a customer is going to just happen to identify with one of those animated things. So you have oh, to Jimmy, top. You know, you know what to do on this page, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I can I interrupt? <laughs> no, it's been a while since I interrupted. As Clint said, this is not a landing page. This is a home page. And when people, when you get a Dell, you have something in mind. You want to buy a laptop. You want to buy a desktop computer. You want to buy a server, uh, whatever. It is. So what they're doing is they recognize that they have no way of anticipating exactly what someone is looking for. So they show you these quick images of their, of their five primary category areas. So, so it's like a lot of home pages. It's allowing you to self-identify. Jimmy, when you get to this page, you know what you're looking for. I mean, how often do you get a Dell just for the fun of it? Yeah. You go there because you're looking for a laptop. You see the image of the laptop, you click on it. All they're trying to do is get you to where you want to be as quickly as possible. All right, well, let me just say just this. Um, I, I'm going to move on, although I can't get the site to perform for me. As you can see, if you're looking at the screen, small businesses won't come up no matter how hard I click or how hard I wait. And frankly, I think you could accomplish the same thing with a with a, with a simpler approach that would be very clear. It, everything that Nick just said was accurate. If I was designing the page, however, I would have a headline. I would let them know what this page was and what we were trying to do. I'd greet them. I'd talk to them, and I'd say, select from the following. I'd make it real clear. Here's where you're at. Here's what we want to help you do on this page. Here's your options. And you know, and then uh, I'd, I'd move them directly, and probably weight the page if I could in any direction that I thought in particular was especially critical to my business. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think it's done as well as it could be if you're simply trying to get people to the right place. For instance, I don't think that it's helpful to make people have to do mouse overs. I still can't get the mouse over off the page now. I'm clicking trying to do it. And now I'm stuck with notebooks and home, home, office, small business. If I click on desktop, I don't get any response, and I'm stuck. It would be much easier to have the categories with sublinks just laid out real clearly. We just got in. I bet you I've been hung there now for three minutes. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure it's, it's working fine at my end. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I honestly, I, 
Why should I? I'll tell you, I would greet them. I would tell them what this page was for, and I'd give them these things in clear subcategories under the main names, and they'd be the center. They wouldn't be off to the left. They'd be the center. It would be almost like a directory to Dale, a real clean, clear directory, because I think that's what this page is. It's, a, it's supposed to be a directory. Well, At any rate, it looks like it's a combination between a directory and an ad, and I don't think it's a very good directory page. That's just a thought. Uh, let's move on. I'm going to take... Uh, I'm going to take a site, I'm going to look at it, and I'll let you know if I think we'll go with it. Since we're doing this on the fly, whoops, let's try that again. C, V, okay, I'm having a difficulty with uh, getting to the site. Let's try it again. Control C. We're going to... This page, rmwilson.com, need parts repairs. Nick, you got you got the first minute. We're going to do this fast. We're going to cover as many of your pages, for those of you that are on the line, that we possibly can cover. That means that we're going to take about three minutes per page. And, Nick, you got the first minute. Go. Okay. I'd make the headline faster. Okay. Uh, I mean, made the headline faster. I'd make the headline more prominent. I'd make it larger. I'd, give, yeah. I'd want to give the eye an absolute certainty as where you're meant to begin, you know, start on this page. At the moment, the two dominant things are the picture of the gearboxes or whatever they are, and then that rather unattractive red circle, the circle with the call to action with the red background. Um, like I think the call to action, contact me with my free quote that you scroll down to, is, is looks fine. Just looking at it, I haven't read the copy, but the first thing I would do is I would make the headline larger, and I would also it's it's posed as a question: Do you need you know do you need parts or repairs for your wind energy gear boxes and gear units? I would try and get some kind of benefit in there. I would also try and have jump out of the page some of the reasons if I do need those gear boxes, why I should buy them from from Mr. Wilson. All right, all right, good. Thank you, Nick. Jimmy, it's your go. Uh, what I found the page the things that. I see our problems are, for example, the text link says learn more about our company that's directly within what would typically be the customer's iPath. They're going to see that the headline that needs to be bigger. I totally agree with Nick. They're going to see that very strong image. They're going to proceed to the text, and the next thing they're going to see is that blue text link right before they get down to that red that red circle. But the blue text link takes them away from the site. You can These links about your company are very important, but you don't want to plow them right in the, directly in the iPath and take someone away. You just want to make them available in case the customer does want to learn more. So either top nav, bottom nav, side nav, something like that, but not within your primary body text in most instances. Same thing that happens when you get to that red box. There's a click here. You're looking for power solutions for your home or personal property. Um, that, that You just added another objective. I think the number one is to get people through the form, whereas they have this, this, the, the most dominant image on the page because of the color is that red box. Or that, All right. Purple. Jimmy? Very good. I'm going to just keep moving this forward as time's up. I'm going to take my minute and hit, hit as fast as I can. Hopefully I, I won't cheat on the other two of you. <laughs> uh, there's some things I like. I like the fact that he says he's been in business since 1966, and it feels like a person talking to me. And he talks about over 40 years down at the bottom, YRM Wilson. And he mentions he's the exclusive provider for probably a unique brand that's important. Those are good things. And it feels like a company that if I'm in that industry, even though they don't have a great website, I'm, I might be interested. Let me tell you what I don't like. Nick is absolutely right. The headline is too small. 
Number two, the form comes on you so fast when you look at the page, you're not sure whether or not this is actually the right page or you're like into the third step of some other process. Your first impression is that you have not reached the landing page because there's no greeting that's super clear. The way that the headline is above the image gives it blindness. It needs to be below the image or the image needs to be buried further down the top so they can keep your eyes from up there down lower. Beyond that, I think the text itself needs to use bullet points and eye path and I would shorten the size of the, uh, the, the, the couple of the paragraphs, and I'd shorten the size of the box that requires the contact free quote. The other thing I do is, if at all possible, I'd give people a phone number instead of asking them to fill out a form to contact me. And one more thing I'd do is I'd add chat. I'd add a way for someone to chat instantly with a customer service representative. That's quite possible now, and it works when it comes to conversion. All right, we'll move on. Email me right now while I'm moving to the next, and tell me if this is the right pace for you. Those of you, I mean, not email me, but if you use your, your, your chat feature to speak to us now and tell us if this is the right pace, we're kind of trying to go just right so that you can learn and not too slow because we want to get to many pages as possible. I'm pulling up a new page. It should come up any moment. I'm just waiting for it to load. eWorkMarkets.com, and it's a specific page. Good. It's for a consultancy. All right. So... This is a page. The images are still loading. Seems a bit slow, but it may be, maybe that's something with our bandwidth on our end. Could be connected to the Dell issue. I'm not sure. All right. Excellent. All right, so now we have the page up. Jimmy, you're first now. You take a minute and fire up. What would you do with this page? Uh, my, my first thing is that since it's a specific landing page, I would totally separate these objectives. They have, I need a consultant, and I am a consultant. Since they are sending someone to a landing page like this. I would I would make a dedicated consultant landing page and dedicated I need a consultant landing page, and then focus your objective to a form or something very simple and easy freebie and incentive uh, for each one of those objectives for those separate pages. Uh, that that was the the first two the first thing I immediately saw on the page was that scroll back up find the, the right consultant fast easy and free. See, but the other thing is for what. What kind of consultant? I have no idea exactly what type of consultant I'm looking for, and I think that needs to be expressed in your headline as soon as you hit the page. You need to know exactly – you need to know that the page that you landed on is based exactly on what you clicked on before you got here. So I'm not sure where they came from. If I knew they came from a Google ad that said, I need a consultant for ISO you know, certification or standardization or something like that, and I don't want to see that immediately on the home page in the headline, bam. So that – All right. And they also have the image. Jimmy, what you said is good. Your time's up. I know you could say more, but I'm going to keep moving. Nick, go for it. I like it. I like it. And, and I assume that if I click here under I need a consultant, I will have a consultant-specific landing page. And if I click under I am a consultant, I will have a specific consultant landing page. Um, I, th I think I like the find the right consultant, fast, easy, free. I, I like the within the first screen, those two simple choices, so I don't waste time. I can get to where I need to be as quickly as possible. Um, I just lost it on the screen. <laughs> I like the fact that they have, I'm just remembering now, it looks like that they have some testimonials there, uh, consultant areas of expertise, so all within the first screen here. Uh, again, if I'm looking for a consultant, I can quickly see there uh, whether my industry or sector is covered. They have some strong logos there from select client lists. So this immediately, you know, when I see AT&T, American Express, Toyota, 
I know this isn't some kind of weekend warrior website. I know this is a serious business. Um, okay, you're, I'm, you're out of time. Give me a final closing, Mark. Okay, I uh, is there anything you want to say in, as a closing? Okay, let's move. Okay. All right, I think the opening paragraph, uh, uh, I think fast, easy, and free is interesting, but they're all claims without any quantification. I think the first paragraph, uh, is is a move in the right direction, but it should tell me more about who they are. There should be bold text in it. I think that the three items underneath, Jimmy's absolutely right. I would say if you – I wouldn't use this much real estate to talk about a you need, I am, or I want more if we don't know that they're on the right page yet. If this has to be a page that sends them to one of the three, I'd use a smaller piece of real estate with three key links and, uh, and the iPath, and then I would do just as Jimmy said I'd have – uh, and I think this is what Nick would do also, if possible, a dedicated page for I need a consultant, I am a consultant. Assuming you can't, this should be smaller links. And, and it's confusing. The way it comes appears on my page are gray boxes over the faces of people. And I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Uh, with that in mind, uh, I also don't like the three columns underneath. And, and the testimonials are all right. There's some brands there. Uh, the page doesn't have any kind of a clean, clear vertical flow. I'd greet them. I'd explain to them they had a choice. I'd let them pick their choice, and then I would uh, provide supporting information. I doubt I would have all this stuff underneath if we don't even know they're on the right page yet. The tendency with all of this data underneath the I need a consultant, I am a consultant, is to get people to try to figure out who they are or what you have to offer on a page that can't serve because it's too generic. In other words, if I had to use this page to determine whether you needed a consultant or you were a consultant, I'd have a lot less text on it, get you to make the choice, and then I hit you with a supporting text. Just thoughts. If Nick doesn't agree with me or Jimmy doesn't agree with me, it's because we're, we approach this the way we think experience has taught us in the past to design a test. And the reality is all of this should be tested. And that's part of our ethos here. We believe in testing. Speculation is one thing. Testing is the answer. Let's uh, let's move on quickly to one more. We've got uh, we got three minutes left, and we're going to move to another site. We've got someone with background noise, and uh, we're going to mute that just a moment. Our our team members are going to mute the background noise. All right, there it is. We should have, we've muted that now, and let's move on, okay? All right, so now we have an interesting page. Uh, Nick, it's your, your first. One, one minute, go. Okay, uh, well, I, I'm kind of immediately confused here. Again, I have a, an attention problem as to whether I should look at the photo, whether I should look at that column of text underneath. And, and the bigger, the form on the right, I thought maybe you'd done a mouse over and that thing had popped up, but I, know it's, I now see it's an integral part of the design. So, so again, it's it's. I have a principally, I have a design problem here, is that all the elements are competing with each other. Uh, in one sense, I want to start from the top. You have student loans. We have a way to lower your monthly payments, which is a great message. Um, and then I'm in, I'm inclined. I want. I kind of want to go down. Uh, a nice headline again there. Some bullet points apply now. Um, but all the time, my my eyes are being kind of wrestled over to the right, and they shouldn't be. Uh, that should be, and again, what's the difference between apply now in the left-hand column and submit on the right-hand column? Um, well, Nick is talking. Would you please uh, use the, in the audience? I'm watching your response. Please tell me what you would do to improve this page. I'm watching as it comes in. There's a bunch of good advice coming in. Nick, 
I'll let you wrap it up, and then I'll shift to Jimmy. Well, that, that, that's pretty much it. I, that, I think the principal problem here, I, in fact, I quite like the, the, the white space, the cleanliness, the fact that there isn't too much sort of jammed in here. I, my biggest problem is that the left and right columns compete absolutely. And, in fact, they both have separate calls to action, apply now and submit. And as we've seen from uh, the presentation earlier, that presents us with a problem. Confusing. Yep. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, Jimmy, what would you say? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, if I were to try to fix this page, what I would do is immediately move that form and actually a simplified version of that form that requires less information because that's definitely not a full application or anything like that. It's, it's, to me, I guess it's for uh, to capture contact information. I'd move it to the bottom of the, the primary body copy and the bullet points, and then obviously the apply now and submit is totally confusing. I have no idea which one to do or what the differences are. I would make it just one specific thing. Either you're going to contact the information or you want to get them to apply. you got to pick one or the other, and if you split tested that, I think you'll see huge results. Not huge, but you definitely see significant results uh, in that. The, at the very top, you have student loans. We have a way to lower your monthly payment. Totally blends into the top section of the page. Yeah, I even, the color's wrong and the headline is missed. I have no idea what it says there. Even the, the sub-bullet points, the consolidating benefits, why consolidate with Nelnet, apply now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking that those are probably linked, but you probably, I, I don't even know unless I would mouth over them, but I'm pretty sure they probably are linked because it says why consolidate with Melnet. So, I mean, right. I'm not sure what those are for. And then you go to the, the, the best part of the site, which is the good orange headline and the sub-bullet points. Uh, that lays it out pretty, pretty clear in that specific section, but you have to process so much before you get there uh, that it's, it's definitely hurting conversion. Let me just to say, everyone that's on the line, we're going to have to wrap things up. This is an example of an attractive page that's done. Uh, you know, it's very professional, but it it really uh, doesn't work. And the primary reason is because of confusion. It's a wonderful way to cap off the section that we've done today on completing objectives. We don't understand what we're supposed to do here and what's the difference between submitting and applying. And vertical layout and all the things that Jimmy and Nick said would simplify this process. I would guarantee you, now I'm saying that facetiously, but I would be willing to place money in a bet that Jimmy could take this page or Nick and and in a few minutes dramatically increase your overall conversion and sign-up. We have a page like this right now. We worked on this last month for a major group. Conversion is up over 30% are completing the form. And it all comes with this simplification and elimination of confusion and anxiety and the real focus on objectives. I want to thank everyone for attending today. Uh, I would like to get you to tell me if you found this helpful or if you didn't. And also, I'd like to get you to compare this clinic with any that you've attended previously and tell me if you feel like it was helpful. We've been making modifications based on your other feedback, and we've, we want to continue to hear from you so we can make the very next session as, as appealing as possible and as useful as possible for your own marketing objectives. Thank you all. Thank you for your trust, and we'll be back in two weeks with another clinic briefing. You should expect this briefing to be sent to you in the mail, uh, both, I mean, the, you know, in, in your email as a journal. Make sure we're whitelisted so you don't miss the whole research brief and all the data and tables and findings. We'll send them to you, and we'll talk to you soon again. Thank you.